0: Welcome to the Foodie with a Life podcast. My name is Christina Conrad. This podcast is all about prioritizing your quality of life. It's about grinding less so that you can be more present and grounded. It's about fueling your body to truly feel nurtured, which means taking care of yourself, tuning into mindfulness, eating real food, and doing activities that give you energy and joy. It's about surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like the best version of you. And above all else, taking a little time to rest. Together, we're thoughtfully doing less and feeling better. Welcome to the tribe. I'm really glad you're here. Before we begin this episode, I want to let you know that the Foodie with a Life live cooking classes are back in session. And if you're new to the virtual format, let's talk about how it works. So you'll log on at 7 p.m. the evening of the class. You can cook along with me, although let's be honest, most people don't because their kitchen has already gone through or is going through the dinner routine that is this crazy life. So think about it as your time to pour a little something and put your cozies on and chill. I cook live and it's super dynamic. Participants ask questions in real time. We talk through substitutions, ideas for leftovers. We talk through all of it. Tell jokes. It's a great time. Is it a cooking class? For sure. But it's also more than that. As you know, Foodie with a Life is about quality of life, which is always bigger than food. It's always about intentionally doing less. On Wednesday, October 19th, I would love for you to join me for the cozy dinner cooking class. I'm going to teach you how to make ribollita, which is a vegetarian Tuscan soup. It's soul nourishing and it's packed with vegetables. And we're going to top it with artisan crunchy cheese toast. It's amazing. I'll talk through substituting ingredients so it fits for your family's flavor preferences. For example, I heard from someone that their family doesn't love beans. I have a solution for that. Tune in and I'll help you stay true to the core of the dish, but still make it your own. On Tuesday, November 15th, I am so excited to bring back the class Holiday Sides to Healthy Lunch. We'll be making inspired holiday dishes that are simple, delicious, and leave you feeling great. Plus, they're the kind of side dishes that double as a healthy lunch with the addition of a few accessories. It's a win-win. Links for both classes are in the episode notes, and I hope to see you there. If you're in a cooking rut or just looking for healthy, feel-great recipes that are completely doable, subscribe to the Seasonal Recipe Bundle and receive Seasonal Recipe Packs each quarter with amazing pro tips to save you time and help you get ahead of your week so cooking feels sustainable and attainable. These are more than just recipes, you guys. It's having meals and techniques at your fingertips that leave you and your family feeling great. Here's what members are saying. The SRB is 100, tuna crostini, snap peas, and chimichurri shrimp are all delicious. I can't wait to try the rest. Melissa D says, I now love the idea of making a batch of soup at the beginning of each week. It makes it so much easier to make good food choices during the week, and I'm already cutting back on takeout. Subscribe to the annual membership for only $45 and add 24 recipes to your toolbox this year. Subscribe today by clicking on the link in episode notes or on foodiewithlife.com in the shop, and thanks. Gina Hammity is the author of the book, I Want to Thank You, about her year writing 365 thank you notes to friends, neighbors, family members, mentors, and more, much more. She was the travel editor at Food and & Wine and Rachel Ray Every Day and started her career at the groundbreaking titles O, The Oprah Magazine, and George. She founded the content and social strategy firm Penn Knife Media and has written for the New York Times, Real Simple, and L and wrote the cookbook, Buenos Nachos. Her website, ginahammity.com, links to her book, social media, and newsletter, all linked in the episode notes. I loved talking to Gina in this conversation. She has such a fresh perspective. It's just so honest about creating community and just these little things that we can do to strengthen those five-minute friends, strengthen the people around us, It's just special when you realize how many people are around you that can enrich your life and it doesn't have to be like a really strong investment. It can just be like these great five minute friends that are around your community, whether it's at the coffee shop or at the grocery store or whatever. It's just so lovely when you're able to take just a little bit of time and let people know that they touched your life?
1: I wrote 365 gratitude notes in one year in 2018. And the way that started was I was on a train in January, 2018. And I would say in that time of my life, I was feeling sort of overall, um, let's call it overwhelmed and cranky. Um, I had two little, little kids. I was trying to I had transitioned out of magazines where I had started my career and I was really focused on content marketing. And I don't know, I was like reinventing my career. It was exhausting. (laughs) Um, I was commuting out to New Jersey for this gig. And one day among all the thousand things on my to-do list, I turned to this stack of thank you notes that I promised to fundraiser um, donors. And as I started writing them, I was struck by the way I started feeling, which was sort of calm, like my shoulders started to relax. My breathing started to slow. And after writing maybe four or five or six of those on that train ride and getting off of the train and walking to the office where I was working, it just felt like that mood, that relaxed kind of meditative sort of present mood carried into my day. Feel like I had a better day, a better outlook, and every time over the next few weeks that I chose to do those thank you notes instead of getting lost in my to do list, emails, social feeds, that feeling would repeat itself. And I was thinking about this at the end of the month after I finished my last card. You know, was thinking I want to keep this up. And I was, by the way, I should say, I was never a thank you note person because now I'm meeting them. Like they're finding me (laughs) and they're like, oh, I'm a thank you note person. I was like, that's great. I never, I never was Um, until I kind of stumbled upon it. So I'm at the end of the month, I'm thinking like, how would I keep this up? What would that look like? I don't even, I just have this sense that I need to keep going with this. And even though, even if that feels weird, like even if that sort of sounds strange and definitely don't have time for any extra projects, but, um, I just had this sense. And I looked at the list of recipients that I had just written to, and I noticed there was 31 and the number jumped out at me because it was January 31st. And it kind of came to me in this little package, you know, okay, well, what if this was my year of the thank you note? You know, I've just finished January. So I've, I've written a thank you note for every day of the year so far, you know, what if I kept it up and wrote a thank you note for every day of this year? What would that look like? And because I had come up in magazines, um, I sort of thought in this editorial way where I knew that if I wanted to do something like that, it couldn't just be like haphazard. I would have to put some structure behind it. So, right there on that train ride, I started brainstorming topics. You know, I thought, okay, so January was charity. You know, what are 11 more topics that I could dedicate myself to this year? So, right away, it was you know, the obvious ones come to mind, friends, family, um, mentors, neighbors. And then I started getting creative food, travel, you know, what would those look like? Um, and
0: then I had this little plan and I started executing it. I'll say, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording and I feel like your book pulls back the curtain of everyday life and it's interesting, you know, like in American society, we're all living these like relatively separate lives, Yeah, you know, because we have just our immediate family and yeah. you know, we're siloed.
1: We're siloed. And we I do? keep thinking about that so much this year, because even after COVID, it's like somehow it, you know, habits are really hard to break. And now we're all in an extra siloed habit of like, in your own little thing, and you are kind of happy in your own with your own little Netflix and your own little, I don't know. I, I think it takes a real mindful effort
0: to get out of that. And there's
1: so many rewards when you do, you
0: mm-hmm. know? Well, and I mean, even I was, was talking to a friend about this too. And it's like, especially during, you know, during COVID, everything shut down. And you're like, you're saying like, you're in like, your even leaner silo mm-hmm. of your world. I lost all my five minute friends around the city. Like I live in, you know, I live in Seattle. I live in like downtown Seattle. I was used to going to the gym and knowing the, you know attendant who does the parking garage and like the checkout person at the coffee place and all of these little five minute friends like widen your community and really enrich your life. And so during COVID like all that disappeared Mm -hmm. and now it's like, oh my God, you know, I, I, I miss the richness of that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I write about that in my neighbor's chapter. You might remember the, um, the weak ties is how some social scientists talk about it and how important those are and how you don't realize how important they are because they don't, Give, they don't meet all your needs. They don't meet all of your emotional needs, of course, but they actually meet more needs than you think. Social connections, you they're really good for five things. The weak ties basically meet three of them as far as like, um, I don't know, stimulation and um, some kind of feedback. I'm forgetting. She obviously had like a better way of saying it, but, um, but it was really nice to hear that. And the same, I mean, same, I'm in New York and that is a really big part of what I love about the city. Sometimes, you know, the names of the people in your neighborhood that you, you know, the, the guy at the mozzarella store to name a couple of examples that I wrote to in my name, you know, that I wrote to and talked about in my neighbor's month, like the owners of our bookstore, the guy behind the counter at the mozzarella store. Um, you know, sometimes you know their names, sometimes you don't, but it really gives you that like lift as you're walking around. And you miss it and it's gone for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It actually, it kind of inspired us. So I have a three-year-old um, and actually just recently we were out picking spring flowers and she's like, I want to pick flowers for our neighbors. And so she picked a little bundle of flowers and I wrote a little note on it, like happy, you know, happy oh, spring. Mm-hmm. And we just tied it and dropped it off at a couple of people's doorsteps. Both people that we dropped it off at have poked their head around, you know, or made an effort to come over while we're doing whatever and said, thank you. And it was just, it was a little bit of effort on our part, right? Like I'm with her a lot. So I have the space and time, but, um, it, it took, it didn't take that much Yeah. and it creates such a stronger bond. And similarly, uh, when we first moved into our house about three years ago, we moved in like, right. As I was, you know nine months pregnant as you do mm. yeah. but better to do that because I, I moved yeah. when my baby was two months
1: old and i'm like no matter how hard you think you're working when you're pregnant it's not as hard as you're working when the baby's
0: out no you know? no this it's is <laughs> these are your yeah. quiet moments yes. yeah yeah and so um so we would put my daughter to bed and we were sitting on our back patio and we had this like kind of big these big hedges in our backyard and so we're sitting in the backyard and um all of a sudden we hear this beautiful ukulele music and just the most beautiful smooth relaxing voice and it just created such an instant bond yeah. like i don't know if we would have you know become like over the fence friend neighbors but every sure. summer like she's popping over massive zucchini and we're handing her tomatoes and stuff it just created such a link
1: yeah and that's what it does and it really you know, it's, it's like an outsized return on, on that work that you put in. Like it's, it's a very more than the work or the time that you put in what I find, you know, what the real sort of barrier to entry there for a lot of people is like a fear of awkwardness. And I I know I write a lot about that in the book, but um, I think it's less that people are like, oh, I don't have time to do that. I mean, everybody thinks they don't have time to do anything, but I think it's more that it's like this perceived it's hard. It takes some bravery. It takes like, Mm -hmm. it takes some bravery to be like, I would always say that it's like that year of writing those notes was sort of like the least cool thing I could do. You know, it's like, it completely takes down all of your defenses. You know, it's just like a really earnest way to move through the world is saying like, I appreciate the way that you did this one thing. As
0: the person who's giving, it feels like this has the potential to be awkward. Isn't that the it's not yeah, awkward it's at not, all, it, it's, but everybody thinks it will. Be. Everybody is like, yeah. I don't know. They're going to think whatever. And it's the people receiving these regardless. I mean, you know, in your mentor month, like you, you mm-hmm. went out on a limb on like some of these notes and actually spurred more opportunities. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a gift that keeps on giving, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The mentor month was something that I feel this whole thing was such a fun experience. And I know it's not for everybody, especially not writing 365. Like that's a, you know, I like went for it, right? But the mentor month is something that I'm like, this is a little bit. Maybe not everybody would want to spend a month thinking about food. Um, maybe your audience would, um, but you know, like I'm not sure everybody would want to spend a month thinking about food and their most memorable meals and writing to cookbook authors and and chefs. Although I found it super fun and gratifying, but I feel like everybody should spend a little time reaching out and thanking their career mentors, no matter how long ago that was. You know, I wrote to people that I hadn't seen in decades. You know, I wrote to people who hired me for internships in college and it was, um, it just felt like, wow, this is something that everybody really, I don't want to say should be doing. Cause it's like a good, goody two shoes. Like you should do it. It's more like, no, no, you would get so much out of doing this. Um, you know, people put mentor, it's such a, um, such generous thing to do to mentor somebody. And you do it with a lot of, you know, just generosity and you don't expect anything in return when you take time to like, to mentor somebody or, you know, guide them in some way. Um, But then when you get a little bit back and that you see that whatever you did meant something to that person or like influenced them, or they think about something you said, it's, you know, it just means a lot. It just meant, it just felt like it meant a lot to everybody that I wrote to. And it was such a great way to get back in touch with people that, you know, it's sort of, you don't necessarily have a reason to get back in touch with them. It's sort of like you moved on from that job or that stage in your career. And maybe there's no actual reason to get back in touch as far as like a transactional reason, but it's so nice to reestablish those connections.
0: Mm-hmm so every month had a theme right so we had the mentor theme and december's theme you wrote a letter to your husband yeah every day day. yeah and this turned out this month turned out to be a hard month unrelated to the project and unrelated you know really to your, your relationship per se but um do you feel like writing notes to him changed your perspective on your relationship totally it's something i think
1: about all the
0: time i think i was thinking about it either this morning or yesterday
1: morning when he was picking out the music we have um, a record player and the kids were being a little bit bonkers and he like picked up this really beautiful music and he kind of soothed you know just sort of like changed the scenery a little bit and like you know and that was one of the notes i wrote to him was about the fact that he chooses all the music i don't do anything in the house with music writing to him every day for a month really opened my eyes to everything he does for the house and for us and how well he takes care of us and it was just something that was god I really this is another thing that is like I would love for more people to do this in the sense that especially if you have little kids even if you don't but especially if you have little kids it's like how could you not have a lot of contention in your relationship? (laughs) Because I mean, my husband and I've been together 22 years. We have what I think is like a great relationship, super lucky and happy and all of that. And so the exercise of really taking note of everything that person is doing, just because I'm a mom, why am I the one who has to like plan the birthdays and blah, 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 blah. You know, does he even know what size shoe the kids wear? You know, it's like, I get into that whole thing, which is, you know, totally reasonable, but it's like, we are lucky in that we do have a great partnership and he does do so much. Not, you know, the, the picking the music was like a very minor example, but he does so much and really clocking it all. Yes. I plan all the birthdays, but like, I don't even have to think about all this other stuff that he does. Oh, you know, you took the garbage out, you know, with whatever, like, um, Oh God, you handled that whole insurance kerfuffle and I didn't have to worry about it thank you so much and it's like yeah it's like it just changes the mindset of you know if I go back into my like little pea brain before this yeah well he called the insurance company who cares I did something 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 yesterday you know and it's like these little whispers of like slow resentment that builds up and this kind of shook that off a little bit and then if you know not to say that there don't feel like there are times when there's an imbalance and you dress it and whatever but um but it was it was really helpful it mm-hmm. really really was and he talks to me differently too he really does like acknowledge more of what I do
0: yeah I was gonna ask did you, do you feel like with the practice of writing him those notes that he saw you more clearly
1: yeah yeah I do because he he did write me one note at the end of it which was really lovely and I kept that but It's not like he was writing me a note every day, but he was giving it back to me in his way verbally. And it just, once you kind of like what we were just saying with COVID, how it's hard to break a habit, it's hard to start a habit, it's hard to break a habit. Once we started talking to each other like that, it was like our new habit, you know? And now it's four years later and we really, really pretty good about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your kids caught on? Because I know that in the book you talk about, I think, one of your sons gets into the project and all of a sudden, yeah. Oh my gosh. He's like feeling this gratitude practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Henry's like a special kid as far as like, you know, my little one is just would never take to something like this as well. Just, he's just like more of like a, I guess like your typical kid. That's like, Henry just has always been very demonstrative, very full of compliments for people. Like I don't know. He's great. He talks to adults. He like doesn't have a problem, you know, approaching the like sushi chef and telling him he loved the sushi or whatever. So it's not like I don't think that it would be the same thing with every kid. Watching the way we talk to each other and just watching what I did that year and the way that I talk about gratitude and when my book came out, like talking about all that, it really has helped both of my kids a lot. Um, when I interviewed for, for like my kid chapter, I interviewed, uh, the author of a book called making grateful kids, the social scientist that studies this and did some, you know, did some experiments, whatever. And he was saying, does, he was like, you know, people always ask me, how do you make grateful kids? And I always respond a lot of conversations, um, because there is no, you know, easy way to just, you know, whatever, but it's modeling it and it's talking about it a lot. And, We have talked about it at length and it really, I I do see a big difference um, in like, I guess in that conversation with that author, another thing he said was he he was saying, you know, what you've done with your kids and what is the big, the big sort of jump for them to make at that age and like under 10, let's say, is there are people behind the stuff you love and you're showing them that there are that there are, you know, we, we spent a month in my author month. My son helped me with that. He, we wrote to 10 or 11 of his authors of his favorite books. And that is, you know, was this practice and like, okay, well, we love the book. We read it every night, but there's like a person who wrote it. There's a person who, you know, drew those pictures. Let's thank them for it. You know, and that was a fun month because they, he got a lot of letters in response, even some books, you know, some an author sent books and another author sent stickers and bookmarks. And so it was, it was, it was a great thing for, for them in that way.
0: Yeah. I loved that. You mentioned the book, um, it was like the, the kissing hand. Yeah.
1: The kissing hand. Yeah, I had
0: never come across that book before. And I had a girlfriend who was pregnant at the time. And so I got that book for her.
1: Oh, um, nice. Her yeah. It's a
0: great one. You brought it up.
1: Yeah. It's a great one too. Like if um, for like a five-year-old's birthday party any, or like a three-year-old, anybody who's about to go to school, it's like mm-hmm. so helpful when they're about to go to school because it's, um, it's about that transition.
0: Um, are you doing any rituals right now for you know expressing gratitude either for yourself or for your family? So I have this newsletter that I send out three times a
1: month once to everybody in the middle of the month and then twice more a month to subscribers where I'm like taking the subscribers through a thank you year so actually I just sent one like a month ago a month ago uh like an hour ago to this is July so it's my food month so I basically like you know describe the food month um put in a pdf of um of like a little sheet for people to fill out a little how-to and stuff Um, but anyway, as I'm like, so throughout this year, I'm kind of like revisiting the months with like my newsletter followers. And I've been trying to like come up with one bigger thing, like one, instead of writing like a number of letters, I'm trying to come up with like a one big thing. Um, I'm not sure what my food one will be. I'll have to think about that. But, um, I did a month where dedicated to teachers, which I didn't do in my year. And in that month, I finally found my fifth grade teacher who her name is Mary Hall. She was really like, she's like one of these names. And also she doesn't have a social following. It was like impossible to find her. Anyway, I like finally found her. I put the ask out on uh, my newsletter and my Instagram and somebody, a friend of a friend used to work with her and gave me the hint that she's in Chico. Anyway, so like she gave me a hint that got me to her So, in my teacher month, I wrote her, I sent her one of my, a copy of my book and inscribed it with like a three, three page thank you note. And then she wrote right back to me. Um, So, every month I'm trying to like do something like that where I'm like, okay, it's my food month. What am I, what am I thinking about? You know, like what, what's like my big thing I could do related to food? Next month is my travel month. We are, going to Barcelona, knock on wood, that we're all healthy. Um, so I'll probably write a bunch of thank you notes to everybody that helped us with the, you know, the Barcelona trip. So yeah, I still, you know, what that you're training me to do as far as writing thank you notes, writing gratitude notes is I like thinking these batches, you know, um, speaking of the trips now, whenever I do go on a trip, I do generally like in the month I come home, write to like three, four, five, six people who helped in some way, um, that has become like a really nice tradition. I don't know. It just feels, just feels really good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so this podcast is all about prioritizing quality of life. Mm -hmm. Um, what are you prioritizing right now?
1: Mm. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm like trying to minimize, like, I'm just trying, I'm trying to take things away. (laughs) I, you know, I work for myself and I have this system where every quarter I have like a list of goals and I look back at the previous quarter's goals and I check off what I did and, you know, I move new goals onto the second, onto the next quarter and, um, And if I look back at the last few years, my lists are so long and so varied (laughs) and so exhausting. Um, You know, it's like, I've taught myself how to write a book, how, you know, how to sell a book, how to write a book, how to promote a book, you know, my business, like how to get clients, how to charge clients, how to, I don't know. So right now, a year and some months after the book came out, this quarter I have four goals and one of them is have an amazing summer, you know, like I'm just trying to, my social media, I used to do like three times a week, like, you know, and the feed is like all pretty and like, you know, alternates from like a graphic to a photo. And I had like a virtual assistant help me with the graphics, make it look extra polished. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to post right now. hmm once in a while, maybe I don't know. i took I took Instagram and Facebook off of my I don't know, don't I don't know. it's like I don't deserve an award. I didn't even delete the apps. I just like took them off my home screen. It's like yeah, very easy it. for me to no, get no, into no, them, no, but I I'm get like it.
0: it's like it takes the it I mean, I recently did a similar kind of similar, like I was feeling just tired, you know, yeah. and when you're you're producing creative content. you're like, you can't produce on empty. It's not going to be great. Yeah. You know, you kind of yeah. like, if you can pull back, you should Yeah. for that time and let yourself just kind of like regenerate. You know, if you have your own business, it's very hard. It's strange. It's like it's from someone outside to see that you have your own mm-hmm. business, you're like, take the summer off, babe, you know, it's like, yeah. of course you should do that. And, but to be in your own business, you're like, I'm building momentum. I'm yeah. like doing yeah. these things.
1: I'm like, can I just check like once every week or two for like, 20 minutes I don't know just or just like five minutes just to see if I have like any dms that I miss Mm -hmm. that are like that I'd be bummed to miss I don't know I I just and it just keeps getting like I'm just gonna sound like a grandma probably but it just keeps getting like more and more frantic you know it's like it's so optimized for video and trending sounds that like whenever I'm on I'm like don't don't assault me with this nonsense like I don't know so I'm reading a lot more. I've read 52 books this year so far. Like I'm reading a ton and I'm trying to work at few, with few, like fewer project, fewer, better projects and clients reading a ton, just like less, mm-hmm. less doing less. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah.
0: It feels doing good. Mm-hmm. Just a lot less. Well, what are you working on now and where can we find you?
1: Oh, thank you. So com is a good place to sign up for my newsletter, follow me on Instagram, even though I'm not posting very much straight now. <laughs> even though we just talked uh, all this mess <laughs> out on
0: Instagram. But find me there.
1: Find me there, <laughs> find day. me not there. Like yeah. find old pictures of me there and videos and then you can see what I look like and perhaps I'll you know, throw a book recommendation on there once in a while. It's pretty much all I've been doing on there lately. Uh, and that, you know, links to my book and everywhere you can, you can buy my book anywhere. So, but that has links to all the places where you might want to do that. Um, so yeah, Gina is a great, uh, is a great place to find me. What am I doing right now? Um, at the end of May, I stood up and gave a 25 minute talk about gratitude, like stood up on a stage at a conference and it was like super different from anything I've ever done. I was going to say it was super scary, but it actually wasn't. I was like, anticip- I kept anticipating that it would be really scary and it actually wasn't. It was really fun. And so that is something that I would love to keep doing, but it's like, it's, that was really fun to remember, like just that like sensory feeling of being like behind the stage and then going out and seeing the audience. It's like, so unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was really fun
0: so great well congratulations thank you great. if anybody you. is is out there and uh wants to bring gina in to public speak bring it. Pay
1: me a bunch of money to public speak i cannot spend the time to go f- to find you find me <laughs> but you're too. worth
0: it girl you're <laughs> worth it <laughs> well gina thank you so much
1: thank you so much this was lovely
0: yeah this was so fun if anybody out there who does not have the book go out and get it I loved it i just sped right through it and um it changed my perspective like i wrote some notes to our neighbors i wrote a note to my husband i sent a note to some mentors it was it was very inspiring
1: oh that means a lot thank you so much yeah, for saying thank that. you
0: yay all righty well have a great day thank you so thank much thank you yeah. Alright, you know i love to end all of these episodes with a brief meditation so today is about opening your heart so if you're in a place where you can close your eyes go ahead and do that if not just try to find a soft gaze so you'll feel the eyes maybe relax a little bit and the space around the eyebrows and the eyes all those muscles just kind of release so roll your shoulders up back and down as we always do take a deep inhale through the nose and then exhale through the mouth sometimes it feels great to make that kind of sigh of sound so again if you're somewhere where you can do that take another inhale through the nose and if you can sigh go ahead and do that we'll do one more again roll the shoulders up back and down and feel for the shoulder blades coming just a little bit closer together and dropping down slightly and then I want you to bring your awareness to the center of your heart and visualize a warm light coming from the center of your heart the center of your chest and feel for a lifting and a brightening deep expansion and as you inhale that light expands out and wide maybe just to your shoulders and as you exhale it just barely shrinks back moving with your breath Inhale, bring that light wider past your shoulders. And then exhale, shrink back slightly. And finally, inhale, bring the light wider, bigger. And then exhale, bring it all the way back to the center, back to that single point in the center of your chest. Last time, roll the shoulders back and down and lift one more time through the center of the chest. As you're ready, blink the eyes open if they're closed, or blink the eyes if they've just found that soft gain. Thank you so much for being with me today i hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space more breathing room more energy have a great day